What is up, everybody, and welcome to Mentors Collective. This is your host, Dr. Jay Feldman. And if you're listening to this show, it's because you want to be a better person, a better entrepreneur, and this episode is going to help you do that. Uh, one of the, the beautiful things about kind of my job as a podcast host is I get to have conversations with very interesting people, and this one is going to be no exception. So listen, if, if you're ever dealing with a chronic injury, you know anyone with an injury, and maybe you experience fear at some point in your life, this one is going to be for you. I know I have one, uh, an injury, my family has injuries, and it can be debilitating. And if you can't work through it mentally, not only to get over the humps of depression and day-to-day -day mental anguish that you have to go through that I see, not only my family go through, my patients go through, mastering the mental side of this is going to be huge for, for your future and your happiness. So without further ado, I want to welcome somebody who's got a lot more experience with pain and injury and fear than I do. He is an American professional stuntman, and he's worked with some shows that I'm sure you've heard of, including One Tree Hill, The Vampire Diaries, which is one of my secret favorites. He's also worked with Marvel. He's worked with DC, and he's been in the film industry for over 20 years. He's worked on over 100 projects, and he's quite the impressive stunt uh, professional stuntman. So welcome to the show, Preston Corbell. It is an honor to have you. What's up, Jay? It is an honor to be here. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate the energy, man. This is going to be fun. Uh, obviously, you got to have the energy, right, to, to do what you do. And what you do is so crazy. It's one of those jobs. I'd say it falls in the top 10 jobs where people are like, whoa, like that just stops you in your tracks, shocks you. So, you know, talk to me about being a professional stuntman. Like, is, is it as crazy as it sounds? Is it as crazy as it looks? So um, you just said, wow, and it's something that people stop in their tracks and think about. And a lot of questions that I get are the number one question I get is everyone thinks we're adrenaline junkies, like we're the people that are just going to jump off buildings at any given time. And I think a lot of stunts, like you were talking about in the intro, we're trying not to get hurt and uh, we're, we're overcoming injuries we already have gotten. So um, it's really focusing in on exactly what you need to do and um, do it correctly. And each time we fell, I've probably been hit by a car a hundred times. So each time I get hit by a car, I learn not to get injured the next time. And it's kind of like trial by error, but um, it's, it's not really adrenaline rush. It's really getting in the mindset and we're trying to paint a picture and do art for uh, the people watching it. And um, we just want to put out that art and not get hurt at the same time. It, it sounds like quite the interesting career choice. I have to ask, is it, is it kind of like, man, wrestling where you're I guess you're, you are an actor, you're, you're there for entertainment, you're there to make movie magic, but you're also sacrificing your body to do that for others' enjoyment. Like, what is, what is that like? How did you get into that? So I would, uh, I would definitely compare it maybe to inju or injuries and kind of like just beating up your body to wrestling and you are entertaining. Um, I've stunt doubled some really big actors and you are kind of learning their techniques and how they go through it, but you're the one getting punched in the face, you're the one falling. So you have to um, be able to have that courage, but to get hit in the face and then boom, get right back up and do it again. And there's no like if, ands, or buts about um, trying to get over that uh, in the initial impact of maybe getting hit. But um, as you were saying, how did I get into it? Um, as a teenager, I actually got into acting and modeling and did some kind of bit parts with acting and stuff. But um, I got into stunts. I did a movie called Cabin Fever and I got casted as the bunny man in the movie. Um, and that kind of snowballed. I did uh, One Tree Hill, and um, I was Chad Michael Murray's double on that. And um, I did that for five seasons, I think. And then 
did um, Vampire Diaries and and a lot of other shows. And when I did um, Chad Makamori, who was Lucas Scott on One Tree Hill, at the same time, just different filming schedules, I did a show called Eastbound and Down. And uh, Kenny Powers was the main character on there. And Kenny Powers was really like 2.30 and uh, Lucas Scott on One Tree Hill was like 1.65. So in that time frame, I had to lose that weight and gain that weight. So you have to have that mental drive to, okay, this is exactly what I need to do. But the thing is, if we don't do that, we don't get paid. So we need to need to have that mindset to do that. So really stunts was all about, like if you're on top of a building, that's kind of a, a peaceful thing for me. Kind of, this is the art that we have to do. I'm not scared of the height. I want to get it done professionally, not get hurt, get in and out and do it for the art and leave my, my heart as a stamp on the film that, yeah, I did this and this is badass. It is badass, especially with those names that you mentioned. I mean, those are big names that you're doubling for. So I can only imagine kind of the, the pressure to look and, and to perform at such this, this high level. Like you're, I mean, they're legit. This is, these, are, these are people that I know, that I respect, and that the listeners know too. So very cool. Man, just kind of getting into the, the bulk of this and the, what I'm super excited to talk about, especially from a medical perspective, like what have you dealt with? What kind of injuries are we talking about that you have to live with every day and that you're at risk for kind of every day that you, that you do this? So I had a ruptured Achilles earlier in my career. So that really, I was a bas basketball player all the way up until collegiate and I was going to play collegiate and rupture my Achilles. So obviously that's the worst injury you can have as a, as an athlete. Yeah. That's tough. Um, you're done. Uh, broken ribs, uh, collarbone, broken my wrist about two times. Um, I mean, there's always nicks and, and stuff that you get. I mean, I just recently tore my pack, but um, the worst injury I had was a wire injury doing wire stunts. And I'm really a kind of a practical stunt kind of guy. Like if I'm getting hit by a car, I'm getting hit by a car, or I'm, I'm jumping or, I, and I'm not used to wire work. And we were rehearsing and the wire just kind of went off and I went flying and I landed on my uh, right hip and my, uh, I just like ripped a whole bunch of muscles in my back. And um, that was probably four or five years ago. And uh, I remember when it happened, the stunt coordinator came up to me and he said, are you good? And I took seven seconds and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. And I wasn't all right. But I got up and that's kind of the code. Kind of, you got to get up and that's, that's what we're there for. I mean, we're there for to, to hit that stunt and uh, get back up and do it again. And I went to the hotel room that night and I cried and I went home and I, I tore all these, all these muscles in my back. And that's something I deal with every day. But um, kind of to wrap up that, uh, I wake up every day and whatever hurts the most is what I treat. So if I have a, a hurt back, I'm getting on that heating pad. If, you know, I've torn a ligaments of my foot so i'm getting on doing some stretches there so um, you're assessing the situation every day you get up and you're dealing with pain man I, you know, you've probably been through just about every treatment protocol i can imagine uh but i've got one i'm going to recommend you at the end that's okay. been life-changing for me okay but on the job here you said you could just kind of got up scuffed it off and you know went home and dealt with it you know the way that, that you needed to do they do anything as you know producers to protect you and to treat you? And when you are put in danger and, and injured on the job? So a, a big fortunate part of my career is I've always worked on major productions. So when I do a stunt, I'm not, I mean, I have the best people there and I have the best equipment. And if anything's gonna happen, it's the best situation. So that's why I'm not scared to do a stunt in that situation. If I get hurt, yeah, definitely they're there, but we are there to be tough. So we're not going to admit defeat unless we can't walk. So um, they are absolutely there if you need them, but we're there to be tough. Oh man. And 
Uh, you mentioned a lot of injuries there, and I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that, brother. I mean, that's got to be tough to deal with every day. Uh, I guess my, my question to you is, has any of them taken you out of the game uh, or are any of them so you know, tough to deal with every day that you think it's going to, to end your career? I think the back was the hardest. I, I kind of have a kind of a funny game that when I'm going through an injury and it really sucks and then I get injured, I injure some other part of my body and it's kind of a happy thing because whatever hurt before that doesn't hurt anymore. Now I'm focused on something else. Yeah, the brain is so, weird like that, huh? <laughs> but um, right. no, I mean, nothing's really taking me out. It's just wear and tear. I mean, I, I've just been doing it so long. I'm, I can barely walk anymore. So it's just wear and tear overall. And, and walk me through, I guess, the mental aspect to this, what it takes to, to get through day to day to keep going. And, I, I, you know, let's, let's start there. When you, when you wake up in the morning, say you're having back pain, what motivates so, um, you to, to get up and get through that? So a bit of a curveball. I'm actually a mental health therapist. Um, I'm currently defending my dissertation. So I'm almost done with uh, my PsyD. So I also, I obviously have a lot of professional um, mental health uh, tools I can use um, to help me get through things that I'm going through. Um, but really you gotta be positive and you gotta look at something. And it, like I said, if you get hit by a car and you get injured, then, and I've done that a hundred times, then now I know I'm not gonna do that again. I'm not gonna do what I did, the mistake to get injured. So you always are looking for the positive moving forward and you can't dwell. Right. Uh, so, I mean, it definitely helps to have a, a strong mental state. Uh, and I'm sure your experience as a mental health coach is, is huge to be able to do that. Thera not, not to cut you off, but a, a therapist, not a coach. Mental health therapist. I'm sorry about that. Did you seek that training kind of after you had already gotten injured? Like what made you want to become a mental health therapist? So was it, were you that first? I'm 20 years deep in stunts and obviously I can't do that forever. Um, you know, I'm having troubles, trouble walking as it is right now. So I, uh, I did a lot of online school and when I was on set, I was in the trailer and I was studying and I was doing school cause I knew there would be an end, end date and I'm almost hitting 40 and I'm almost done with school. So I knew that would be the end date and kind of now I want to focus on, um, sharing my training and my fitness techniques with everyone and, um, just kind of giving that motivation that got me through those 20 years. So do you think it's important for people in this type of profession, one where, you know, there needs to be an end date, whether it's, you're going to decide it yourself or it's going to be decided for you essentially yeah. to have kind of a plan of exit, a time and a, and a backup, like, what are you going to do next? So I feel like that's uh, a, a common theme. So I think it's professional athletes. I think we all go through the same thing and it, it's tough to walk away, obviously, um, if you've been doing it so long, but yeah, you need, you need an end game. And most of us don't make a ton of money just to you know retire and uh, live and live in our beautiful lives with mansions so we need to um, have an end game and and try to plan that out you know a few years before and I, i've been in school for over a decade so try to plan that out before the end is near but Very yeah good. definitely game plan i mean um you know just set yourself up for success and then sticking to it i can imagine it's it's tough to walk away and to, to <laughs> actually execute on that end date after years and years in the industry it's your whole life, I, I assume. I mean, since I was a teenager. Yeah, wow. I, I can't even imagine. Are do you are you friends with a lot of people in this industry? Do you know a lot of other professional stuntmen? Um, I do. Um, I, I I was fortunate enough to kind of work on the East Coast, um, North Carolina and Georgia, 
um, some Florida. So I, I know a lot of that. I didn't do a ton in um, uh, LA. So I was fortunate enough to have kind of that tight knit group that was over in that area. But yeah, for sure. Okay, beautiful. I'd love to talk just briefly about some of the the medical treatments and strategies that you use to manage your pain every day. Back pain is one of the you know most universal d- diseases that exist. It's one of it's fifty percent of emergency room visits, and I'm sure you it's a, uh, a close relative of yours. So I'd love to know uh, one: what are some treatment protocols that you found that that are helpful for managing your pain day to day? And then two, if you are having kind of a flare of pain on stunt day, is there anything you can do kind of that minute, that hour to, to get through it? I think like with my back, um, the a roller, uh, you know, like a foam roller has really been a godsend. It sounds kind of simple, but it's been a godsend. And um, the chiropractor has really helped a lot. Um, but if you're going through pain, you're going through pain. I mean, back pain will put you in a bad mood. I mean, that's, that's pretty bad. That's just a bad kind of pain to have. So on the heating pad and hope for the best for the day on that one. Okay. That's helpful. And is there ever a a time where you're needed on set, but the pain is just unbearable? And I mean, have they done steroid injections on you? Never. Okay, good. Not not unless I'm knocked out. There's no, there's no pain unbearable. You're a brave, you're, you're a tough guy. Not ever, I guess you have to be tough for this industry, right? For sure. And I mean, you've done some crazy stunts, man. Tell me, what is your craziest stunt that you can remember doing? Um, I remember doing a show in uh, the mid 2000s where there was a car scene and then um, the car went off a bridge and into the water. And um, we shot a lot of the water scene in like an underwater tank at the studio, but the actual bridge and going off was on location. And um, that it, we took all the whole car scene was all done in one shot. And, um, you know, just jumping in the water and kind of, just having that peaceful the peacefulness in the water and there's chaos going around you and everyone's trying to get it in one shot and there's hundreds of people and um, you, you're in the water and you can't breathe that well, but there's that peace that comes over you. And it's like, you know, this, this, is, this is art and this is what we're here for. So instead of that fear, it's more of um, peace. So I, I guess I find when I feel, when I feel a fear coming on, um, I turn it into peace and this is what I'm there for. So whatever that fear is, this is my, my piece that this is my stamp on the film. That's going to make it great. So I definitely look at it in a positive light. Wow. Yeah. That that's powerful. And I'm sure you've gone into man, several very scary stunts, you know, jumping off buildings and sure. things getting hit by things. And this is a, a show with a, a large audience of entrepreneurs. I like to call them risk takers people who have a, I want to say a, a high propensity for fear, but making business decisions can be scary too. And, you know, telling your parents that you don't want to do, be a doctor anymore. I mean, you go open a company is a scary thing. How do you deal with that type of fear when you're looking, you're down from a building and you know, you're about to, you know, put your life at risk. Uh, what, what goes through your head and how do you, how do you get yourself through that? I think um, you got to be okay with, being there you got to be okay this is this is the purpose so that you got to be okay being up there you can't you can't go up there and be um timid can't go up there and worry about what if you when you're up there you got to be at peace and you got to be okay with whatever happens but um, I, it's definitely it's definitely for the art so yeah if, if you're about to take that leap and you're scared and you're second guessing gotta be at peace yeah yeah it's not gonna work <laughs> they're gonna find somebody else uh so that i got a i got a question for you jay sure 
So I notice, like if let's say I um, rip a tendon in my left foot. So when I'm healing from that, I'm overcompensating in my right foot, which could, you know, cause other problems in other parts of my body. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not aware that I'm doing it. Like my brain just kind of automatically wants to overcompensate. Yes. Which causes injuries. So when that foot initially heals, is there any way we can kind of balance that out to where we're not trying to overcompensate, even though we are healed? Absolutely. And this is, I'm an osteopathic physician. So we had years of training in musculoskeletal medicine and it's, it's very common for people to have long-term compensations that create somatic dysfunctions in the back and the legs and the shoulders. Uh, so an injury like that is a quick way to create a, a comp compensation somatic dysfunction. Yeah. Now, when it heals, and this is where working with a chiropractor or an osteopath is going to come in handy. They need to look at what is that new dysfunction that was created from the compensation and then create a reverse compensation. So for example, you, you smashed your ankle, you're compensating on the right, and now your, your hips elevated on one side. Quick way to fix it, add a, an inch to your heel on the opposite foot. That way you're using more of the other foot instead of the one you're compensating on until that, uh, that fixes itself. So that's yeah. just kind of one example of an intervention that can fix something like that. Uh, but again, this, there's a million different ways that you can injure yourself, uh, a thousand different ways your body can compensate for it. And everyone is going to be slightly different in the way you approach it. So and that's why kind of see athletes like basketball players who get an injured knee and then they're just a slew of injuries for the career. And maybe that's overcompensation as part of it. Right. And a lot of people don't address it. Um, and it, it causes a cascade of, of new injuries and new pain. Uh, and it's, it's, it's very common to see. And if it gets to a little too far along, your body kind of just adapts to the new way that you're living and it becomes a chronic injury and it gets much harder to reverse. So if you catch these things early, they're much easier to reverse. Yes, sir. Thank you for clarifying that. Oh, I'm happy to. I like, uh, like talking medicine. I like answering questions on, the own show, on my own show. Uh, so what's next for you, Preston? I know you've got a, you've got a hard end date for when you're going to kind of get out of the industry and go be a professional full-time mental health therapist. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm almost a psychologist. So we're talking a couple months away. I'll get my doctorate and I'm off to help other people and share my um, unique experiences and kind of um, motivate people and kind of give the perspective of a professional athlete and um, you know, how to, how to, how to overcome a lot of adversity that other people don't get to experience. Man. Well, first of all, congratulations on going the extra mile and becoming a, a, a licensed psychologist. That is amazing. That's not easy to do. I can see you being very helpful for people who are coming out of spaces similar to yours. I can't imagine that there's more than five to 10 of you uh, out there that went, went that extra mile after a professional career in, in something like being a professional stuntman and can now turn around and help you as a professional psychologist. Yeah, it's so pretty cool. Very, very cool. Uh, so you're an inspiration to me, definitely an inspiration to hopefully, you know, others who are going to be doing the same thing. Now, uh, Preston, tell me, uh, for anybody listening to this, this show right now that's thinking of being a professional stuntman or maybe a wrestler, professional athlete, a football player, anything high impact, what, what should they know? What is, what is your wisdom that you want to impart on them? The main thing with stuntmen or football players or basketball players or wrestlers is you have to find one thing you're really good at. I mean, really good at. And uh, for stuntmen, if you're really good at driving or really good at mixed martial arts or really good at um, 
you know, in football, if you're really good at, you know, catching the ball and being a wide receiver, you have to find one thing you're really, really good at that you can compete with anybody. And that's going to get your foot in the door and the stunts. And then the rest of it, the utility work and everything that you are able to do outside of that, that will that'll come naturally. But you have to focus on one thing, be the best freaking person at one thing. And that's going to get your foot in the door. But keep working, you know, keep working and be wise. Don't don't take um, goofy roles that are going to get you hurt. A lot of people want stuntmen to do some stuff and make sure it's make sure it's safe. Make sure you're going to be proud of it. And your mom's going to be proud of it in a couple of years. And, um, you know, just be wise. Don't get hurt and um, be really freaking good at one thing. Okay, great advice. And, and at the end of all of this, I mean, you've been doing this 20 years. Is, is it worth it? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because I, I can, I can uh, yeah. All I want to do is, is um, share, every, share my knowledge and, and my experience uh, with others to help others. So yeah, absolutely, 100%. Man, well, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, thank you for coming on, sharing with me, sharing with my audience. Uh, and if you're listening and you are in pain or you're, you're in one of these sports and you're starting to, to feel a certain way, please reach out to me. Please reach out to Preston. And Preston, uh, tell me, for those listeners that want to connect with you and follow your journey, where is the best place to do that? Instagram is the only place I'm at. And at stunt.beast, hit me up, DM comment. I'm always there to help. And um, that's what I'm there for. I'm, I'm there to help and talk to you guys. Appreciate that. And Stunt Beast got almost 50,000 followers on Instagram, a great community. Highly recommend you go checking him out. I just wanted to say thank you to your audience as well, Jay. Thank you guys. Yeah. And I'll thank my audience as well. Thank you for listening. And Preston, thank you for joining me on the show, having this conversation with me uh, and helping, touching all of the lives that are, that are out here listening right now. I know uh, there's, there's people out there with chronic pain that are dealing with this, uh, people that are interested in your career path. So thank you for, for sharing with me, sharing with them, and have an awesome day.